This is The Dish, the Medical Laboratory Professionals Association of Ontario's podcast. This interview is part of our Women in STEM series. Kelly Ann Lemieux is a Northern Lab leader. She spoke with MLPAO CEO Michelle Hode about her early interest in science, her trajectory as a laboratorian and a leader, and some of the challenges and rewards of working in the lab. So tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're currently working. Sure. Uh, so my name is Kellyanne Lemieux. I'm the Vice President of Surgical and Clinical Services at Health Sciences North in Sudbury, Ontario. Uh, I've been in healthcare um, my entire career and I've uh, spent about 24 years uh, in healthcare and, and much of those in leadership uh, positions. But my my background is lab. I started as an MLT um, and I started in a very small rural uh, center, a small hospital in Wawa, Ontario. So for people who are familiar with Ontario, that's um, getting, getting up there in terms of far north, but uh, it was a wonderful experience to start, start my career in, in a place where um, the community was so tight knit and the people in the hospital were so supportive and, and, uh, happy to to embrace new people and, and uh, support our, our development. So tell us a little bit about your childhood. So where you grew up and sort of how you ended up where you are now. So I grew up uh, in, uh, I was born and raised in a little town in Northern Ontario, Blind River, Ontario. And so um, I had a, a great childhood. I had, we had lots of family and, and I had strong women like my grandmothers who were uh, close. I lived on the same road as my grandmother. So I get to, got to spend lots of time uh, with, with strong women in my life. And, and uh, I had a great childhood growing up. We had uh, lots of fun, lots of places to run and play. And, uh, and, uh, and so th uh, that's where I grew up. Um, and that's uh, close to, to Sudbury. Um, so we're about, about two hours uh, away from Blind River. So when I started uh, to think about going away to school, um, Sudbury was a natural kind of um, place to consider because it's so close to my hometown. Okay, so, you know, I think one of the questions we get asked a lot is, you know, what did you want to be before you grew up? So when you were younger and somebody used to say to you, what do you want to be, Kellyanne? At that time, what were you thinking? So when I was little, I loved animals. We, we always had pets. We had dogs. And uh, like I said, I grew up in a very rural community. So lots of, you know, farms and, and I just, I, I loved animals. So from a very early age, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, and so I know we'll talk a bit uh, about kind of how I got interested in science, but I think even at a young age, I knew that science was, was something that, uh, I, I, you know, that I would, I would lean to, that that would be uh, a place that I'd want to, I'd want to work and study. So. so that leads to our next question. So when did you become interested in science? So like I said, very early age. I remember um, getting a, a, a toy um, microscope when I was small and I would look at grass or, you know, seeds or sand or, you know, anything that I could put on a slide and put under the microscope, I would, I would look, uh, look at. And I always thought that was so interesting. And then um, 
you know, in high school, I was really fortunate um, to have uh, some very great teachers who encouraged my love of science. And so um, I remember when I took chemistry, I didn't have, uh, I, like a lot of my peer group weren't necessarily, um, you know, taking the same kinds of, same kind of interest in science that I had. And so uh, I remember taking grade 12 chemistry and I, I you know, I was kind of um, the only one in my friend group that was in that class. And, and I just remember um, my teacher, Mr. Wee, really encouraging me to continue in the science field. He was really, um, you know, he took me aside one day and said, this is, you're really, um, you really got an affinity for this. You really need to consider whether um, a career in science is something that you would, you would consider or, or enjoy. And, and uh, he was right. And so I thank Mr. Weeb, thank you for encouraging me to continue to pursue science. It's amazing the influence that teachers have as when you're younger and how they sort of set the direction. Um, so then, okay, so that leads great into the next question. So how did you end up taking the courses or the education um, needed to sort of lead you to a science career? So kind of what was your progression? So interesting, um, after that conversation with uh, my science teacher, my chemistry teacher, um, I also had the opportunity to do a co-op. And there were a number of places we could go for co-op uh, as, as part of my high school education. And uh, one of the places was uh, the hospital lab. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me try that out. And so uh, I did uh, a semester as a in our, our small rural hospital laboratory. Uh, I was fascinated by that. Um, I, I mentioned earlier being living on the same street as my grandmother, same road as my grandmother. Um, she was uh, a diabetic. And so she spent a lot of time uh, getting blood work done and monitoring her uh, blood sugar levels. And she also spent a lot of time, she had many health issues and, and so spent a lot of time actually admitted to hospital. And so I spent time in the hospital with her and, and often saw the lab come up and collect samples. And so to spend time as a student, also learning kind of what happens once, you know, uh, that blood's collected and, you know, what are we measuring? And um, what was interesting is there was, um, of all the folks that worked in the lab when I was, um, I was in that co-op position, they were all uh, women. And so uh, with the exception of the lab manager uh, who, who was, um, was a man, but everyone working inside the lab was a woman. And so it really opened my eyes, I think, to kind of the power of, of, uh, of women in science and, and uh, really encouraged me or to continue kind of pursuing that as an option, as a career, so. So tell us a little bit of like the progression. So where did you go to school? And then um, sort of what was your continuing education piece from there? So I applied to the med lab program in Sudbury. And so I attended Cambrian College in Sudbury and uh, went through the MLT program. Um, and um, following graduation, I did uh, move kind of out of the region. I, was, uh, I moved to Pembroke and unfortunately, um, it was at a time where um, there was a lot of uh, freezes in hiring in, in hospitals and in healthcare. 
um, you know, the province was really trying to constrain, I think, the cost of healthcare. It was growing at a rate that wasn't sustainable. And, and so I was really discouraged at that time um, in terms of my um, ability to, to, to actually work in healthcare and, and to practice being an MLT. Um, but fortunately, we uh, my, at that time I was I was uh, married and and I had started my family and we had decided to move uh, to Northern Ontario because the um, prospects were a bit better there in terms of uh, the job market and uh, cost of living was lower and that sort of thing. So uh, we went uh, we we headed up to uh, the Wawa area and as I mentioned, that's where I started my career as an MLT. So. Um, lucky for me, there was an opening that came up in the hospital. It was, it felt very familiar to me because, uh, as I mentioned, I did my co-op in a small rural hospital. So this seemed like a good fit. And, uh, and uh, again, it was all women that I was working with um, in, in the hospital lab in, in Wawa. And uh, they were very welcoming and, and uh, helped me kind of gain my confidence and show me the ropes and uh, had uh, you know lots of um, lots of confidence in me in terms of my ability to be able to do this this work and and do the job. So um, it was a great way to start my career. In terms of uh, continuing education, um, you know, as as my career went on, and uh, we left Wawa and moved to Sault Ste. Marie, which is kind of coming a little bit closer to back to home, which is on the North Shore of Blind River. Um, and it was a larger hospital. Um, when, once I started practicing in, in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, there were other opportunities that started to open up. So I, I was really interested in quality at that time, um, the quality standards. So they weren't IQMH when they started, that's what they are now. And accreditation uh, standards were just really starting to get a lot of attention. Um, there was a lot of work to do to kind of get ready for, for uh, accreditation. And so I uh, took the opportunity to become a quality coordinator at that time. And I took some additional quality, cor um, quality courses um, related to lab. And so that was uh, kind of my first um, big step in terms of continuing education. And then from there, other uh, leadership opportunities opened up, supervisor and then the lab manager and uh, ultimately the director and uh, chief allied health professional in the Sioux. Uh, and at that time, I, I knew that if I wanted to continue to pursue other leadership uh, opportunities that, um, you know, going back and getting um, some additional education was going to be needed. And so at that time I started working on my MBA. And so um, since that time I, I did um, achieve my MBA. So that's another um, part of the continuing education that I, I pursued. And um, I've also changed roles since then. So that's kind of brings you to uh, where I am today, which is I moved from uh, Sudbury, sorry, Sault Ste. Marie to Sudbury and uh, have um, taken on the vice president role here, here um, in Sudbury. And so my having a master's in business really helped um, set me up for that and, and uh, helped support me in this role. So, um, so I'm just gonna ask a question, it's not on the list, but um, so how did you find, like this is, I think that's a really good example of 
kind of the science world marrying the business world, right? And, and the benefit of kind of both of those skill-based joining together, you know, and, and the more we see, you know, throughout just even our profession in med lab, but just within the hospital sector and the healthcare sector, there's a lot of more leadership coming in that has a very heavy based business background. And we always talk about healthcare not being a, a for-profit business, but we also know it can't be a for-loss business, right? So, so what, you know, if, if you were to say one of the best things that you found, you know, taking your MBA to help you in your current position was X, because I think that would be really insightful for a lot of people that are wondering, like, is there value for me to invest in that time? How has that helped you? Well, I think when I come back to my roots of, of being a lab professional and then wanting to pursue a leadership position and, and still have labs. So I still have uh, lab in my portfolio here uh, at HSN. So it's a big part of, of my job. I think marrying the science of how labs operate, what they do, the importance of, of a lab in the lives of, of patients and, and our communities, uh, marrying that with how do you, how do you scale uh, lab services? How do you, um, you know, when you think about supply chain, how does that impact how well we can do our, our job as, as uh, in, in labs and um, you know, so I think the business marries really well with the science because it allows you to think about ways that you can increase access to science like labs or how you can grow um, your lab, so, uh, you know, using a bunch of techniques in terms of, um, you know, efficiencies and um, business cases and, you know, really advocating for your lab, your lab folks and your lab, your, you know, your lab itself. So, so for me, uh, you know, business does marry with science and it's a lot of the same principles, right? You have a theory, you have to build it out, you know, and it's, it's the same with science and, you know, every uh, you know every opportunity to kind of improve it starts with with a theory well if i do x will i get y or you know i think this is my problem so here's i'm going to try these things and it's no different in a lab right where we're um you know we're, we're experimenting every day in terms of this is what i think is going on here are the tests that need to be um, um, run to, to figure out if, if my theory about what's going on with this patient is correct. Now, we're not making those calls necessarily at the lab level. The physicians are making those calls, but we're supporting that work, that investigative work uh, in a lot of cases. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. Okay, so let's get on to the next set of questions. So what has been the most challenging thing about being a woman in STEM? The most challenging thing, um, I think, that's a hard one, that's a hard one. I, I, I think more recently being a woman in STEM, uh, given, you know, the current environment that we're operating in is, is the rise in misinformation or the move away from science has been really difficult. Now that wasn't always the case uh, in my career, but I, I would say more, most recently that's, that's probably been the biggest challenge. It's really 
um, disheartening and discouraging when, when we know that there's good science out there to support a lot of what's happening and a lot of the decisions that are being made, uh, as difficult as they are. Uh, and then there's, there's, you know, this rise in, in, in a voice that, that discredits science and, and the science uh, community. And so that's been difficult, I think, over the last couple of years. Okay, so what has been the most rewarding thing about being a woman in science, in STEM, sorry? Um, the most rewarding, I think, is that um, working in a, in a science uh, field is uh, you're never bored. There's always something. There's, it's new, it's refreshing, it's challenging. It'll keep your mind active. Um, there's no shortage of new evidence and new uh, breakthrough science. Um, there's new, um, you know, technology. There's, there's al always something uh, if, if you want to, to, to stay current and, and want to stay kind of up to date, there's no shortage of things to explore in science. And so that I think is what's uh, most rewarding. Okay, what piece of advice do you wish you were given at the beginning of your career? I think the piece of advice is to find like-minded women. So um, there are so many organizations now out there, uh, communities of, of you know strong women who lead. Uh, uh, in fact, there's a, there's an organization or a, a group that's called Women Who Lead that that uh, more recently uh, I've been attending some of their sessions and it's just really empowering. It's it's about finding um, a group that will support each other's growth, um, celebrate each other's success. And I think that's what's most important for, for women, is that particularly if you're in a field that is uh, not necessarily as diverse as it should be when it comes to women, uh, is you really wanna um, um, build each other up and support each other, if, it, particularly if you're not getting that support from, from others that are, that, you know, that you're working with. So that would be my, my piece of advice is find, find a strong group of women and, and, uh, and stay engaged with them because they'll really build up uh, your confidence and, and keep you, keep you uh, motivated. What brings you the most joy about your job? I think it is being surrounded by so many strong, empowered uh, women and I think for me it, when it comes to healthcare in particular it's um, you know it's really humbling to to have a role in the health of your community and in many cases in many communities you know I work in a hospital and the hospital uh, is a place um, that's unique in, in that there aren't any other folks in your community that do exactly what you're doing and so it's remembering that unique role that you're playing in the lives of, of, of patients in your community. And I think that uh, on most days, you know, we, um, we know we're doing a really good work for, for a lot of people and we touch a lot of our lives. Okay. What is something that you wish the world could know about women in STEM? Well, I think I think it's going back to my comments around the misinformation and, and um, you know, and that we really need to encourage young people, young, young girls and, and young women to, to um, continue to pursue careers in STEM.
they will make a difference. And we need that voice that uh, brings us back to evidence and science and um, you know, engineering and, and technology and all the things that, that we're talking about today, uh, that, that voice needs to get stronger. And, it, and the more diverse that voice is, the more people will reach. If you could change one thing about women in STEM, what would it be? You know, it hasn't really impacted my career to uh, a great degree, but I, I, I think there's um, a lot of competition uh, in, in STEM particularly amongst women. And I think if I could change one thing, it's that um, we can all be successful in, in these roles and, and uh, we really want to build each other up. Um, there's a saying, um, you know, uh, extinguishing someone else's uh, light doesn't make your sh shine brighter. And I think that that's absolutely true. And in fact, if we all have bright lights shining, then, uh, you know, we're really going to, to make a big difference. So, I would say um, where there's competition for, and, and you know, there aren't a lot of uh, opportunities sometimes in certain, in certain sectors. So uh, that competition is, is something I wish wasn't there. I wish there was opportunity for all, uh, for all women to be, to be pursuing their, their dreams and their careers in STEM. And um, last question, what is the one thing you wish for all women in STEM? I think, I think that we all, again, going back to, to the same kind of, of um, theme is, is that we all encourage each other. I wish uh, we, we could all kind of link arms and, and uh, celebrate everyone's success. And, and uh, that would be the one thing is, is, is that we are encouraging all of the young people in our lives, all of the women that we work with um, to continue to strive and, and, and do their best and, and celebrate all of the great work that's happening. Okay. Um, anything else you wanna add before we close? No, I just wanna say thank you very much to the MLPAO for giving me this opportunity to talk to you today about my experience in, in science and technology. And uh, I, I'm, I feel very blessed to have uh, had a very successful career in, in science and, and uh, wouldn't hesitate to encourage any, anyone to enter a uh, field in science. The Dish is recorded, produced, and edited in Hamilton, close to the shores of Lake Ontario. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Please let us know if you'd like to add a platform. You can reach us anytime at mlpao at mlpao.org. Every day, we make sure everyone knows how central medical laboratory professionals are to our healthcare system. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks for your important work to keep Ontario safe and healthy.